Good morning, Cathedral family. I am so excited to worship God with you today. As a matter of fact, I come running when it comes to the house of the Lord. And not only is this the house of the Lord, this is our Father's house. When we are in our Father's house, we can lay our burdens down because He knows where we went through. He knows our struggles. We can lay it down as the Lord Jesus intercedes for us. All we need to do is lift up our hands and praise Him because God says when the praises go up, His blessings come down and He wants to bless us today. Let's worship Him. Everybody is welcome in the Father's house. Let's worship Him together. Well, sometimes on this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. What looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. And my story isn't over, my story's just begun. Failure won't define me, cause that's what my father does. Yes, failure won't define me, cause that's what my father does. shame at the door cause it ain't welcome anymore ooh you're in the father's house hey come on arrival's not the end game the journey's where you are Never wanted perfect, you just wanted my heart. And the story isn't over, if the story isn't good. A failure's never final when the Father's in the room. Yes, believe it. A failure's never final when the Father's in the room. come home the helpless find hope and love is on the move when the father's in the room yes thank you prison doors fling wide the dead come to life love is on the move when the father's in the room miracles take place the cynical find faith and love is
Family, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you stay locked in because we have so many exciting things coming up here at Cathedral. We love to connect with all our newcomers and get to know you better. You can access our short form using our QR code. You can text us. You can also go to the guest center lobby to get the short form or ask one of our amazing greeters. Mark your calendars because on October 3rd, we are inviting all your best friends here to Cathedral. I can't wait to meet all your doggos, but be sure to bring them on a leash. We will be having a gift for them, a short blessing, and also reserve seating in the amphitheater. And because we want to get to know your dogs more, please send us, or wait, because we want to get to get, because we want to get to know your dogs more. We would love to meet your dogs and invite them to our first ever Cathedral Faith Dog Talent Show. You can submit a 30 second video of your dog doing its best tricks by posting it on social media and tagging us at Cathedral Faith, or you can turn in your video by emailing it at ithompson at cathedralfaith.org. We can't wait to see what special tricks your dog has up its collar. <laughs> the time is coming up to celebrate the diversity we have here at Cathedral. So on October 24th, mark your calendars because we're going to have live performances, so much fun activities for your whole family. Invite your friends and let's recognize the many cultures here at Cathedral. For the latest and greatest here at Cathedral, be sure to check all our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and check out our website for all the upcoming events. We love to stay connected with you, Cathedral. Have a great day. Thanks, Megan. We are so glad you're here with us. And we are hoping that in this time, you will connect with us as your church family and pastors as we love you and lead you and care for you and that you'll connect with God in a special way through this service today. You've heard the words earlier, what a beautiful name, what a wonderful name, what a powerful name it is. And we're praying that you'll have that connection. And speaking of connection, here at Cathedral of Faith, we're in a season in which we've just launched several options for you to connect, to grow, and to serve. There's a special brochure we have here at the church, but you can also go online to see that we have ways for you to connect with other people, for you to grow in your faith, for you to serve others. These are vital to you becoming more like Christ. And we trust that you'll find an option. Some of them are online. Some of them are live here in small groups following great protocols. We would love to have you join us for one of these connections. And speaking of connecting, this weekend we connect to a really special moment. This weekend is Pastor Ken's birthday. Woohoo! And so remember the days when we used to actually have cakes and people blew on them before you ate them? I guess COVID took care of that. But in this moment, we want to wish Pastor Ken a very happy birthday. And one of the best things you can do 
is support. Say that with me, support. That's the key word. Your pastor needs your prayers. He needs you to stand with him as he leads us. And what I'm going to invite you to do is just, even though you're there at home or in your car, raise your hand. In the Bible, there's a story about Joshua and how he was fighting a battle and he was winning the battle when Moses held his arms up and Moses held his arms up because Aaron and her were there supporting him. And I just want to lead us in a prayer of support as we pray for our pastor. God, thank you. You know exactly what we need. We thank you for this man of faith here at Cathedral of Faith, Pastor Ken. Bless him, Lord. Help us to know how to support him through prayer, support him through encouragement, support him as he leads us into your purposes. May you bless him on this special birthday and let him have a very special sense of not only our support, but your support as well. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I encourage you, drop him a note, send him a card. Give him a shout out. Let him know how much you love and support him. It's so vital to what God's wanting to do with us. Well, we've worshiped the Lord through singing. We've worshiped the Lord through music. We've worshiped the Lord through prayer. And now we get to worship God with our money. We recognize that support is an important thing for us as we come alongside what God is doing. You may not realize it, but Right now, there are other people watching this service. God's touching their hearts. That's possible because of your support. Whenever you see a scene here from the campus of pastors praying for people, whenever you see about Connect, Grow, Serve, all that happens because you've been faithful to support. And we just thank you for your generosity. There are several ways you can give. You can go online and give through the website. You can go to our app or you can text the number on the screen. Your support makes the work of God possible here. And we thank you and appreciate your sacrifices as we continue to serve the Lord and see his kingdom expanded. Well, Pastor Ken's coming now to continue this masterclass series. You're going to be really blessed. Let's enjoy it together. Monsieur Le Beast gave me a book the other night. He's always doing that. Sending books to a good home. That's what he calls it. He's got real... purpose. What do you mean? Everything has a purpose. Even machines. Clocks tell the time and trains take you places. They do what they're meant to do. Like Monsieur Le Beast. Maybe that's why broken machines make me so sad. They can't do what they're meant to do. Maybe it's the same with people. If you lose your purpose, it's like you're broken. Like Papa George. 
Maybe we can fix him. Is that your purpose? Fixing things? I don't know. It's what my father did. I wonder what my purpose is. I don't know. Maybe if I had known my parents, I would know. Hello, Cathedral family and friends. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're on this journey. We're calling it a, a masterclass on purpose. You know, what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose for our life? How can we find it and how can we follow it? Well, last week, we looked at the fact that we're wired for worship, that God made us. We've been made by God. We've been made for God. God made us so he could enjoy us and so that we could enjoy him, that the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And I hope, well, I hope all week long you've been enjoying God and sensing his smile upon your life. Now today we look at the next clue when it comes to our purpose. And for this, we have to go all the way back to the beginning. I saw this one comic of Adam and Eve and Eve is developing their family tree. And she says, well, that was easy. God, Adam, and Eve. <laughs> we go all the way back to the beginning. And here we find the word connect. That's the big idea for today. In Genesis chapter 2, we read, Then the Lord God formed a man. He made him out of the dust of the ground. God breathed the breath of life into him. And the man became a living person. The Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden. He put in the garden the man that he had formed. So God creates the man. And then he sets him in the garden of his good creation. And man enjoys, he enjoys a perfect connection with God, a perfect connection with the creation. Everything is perfect, it's just perfect, and yet, and yet, out of nowhere, we see this statement it is not good. God says it's not good. What? Time out. In Genesis chapter 1, all we've heard about is how everything was good. God would create. And then we would read, God saw what he had made, and it is good, and it is good, and it is good. It's all good. And now, in Genesis chapter 2, God says, it is not good. God has our attention. What in the world is not good. We continue. It is not good for the man to be alone. It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. I heard about a little girl who'd been to church that day. She came home and she said, mom, I got to tell you about the story of creation. And mom said, well, go ahead. And the little girl said, well, God created the earth 
And then he created the animals. And then he created the man. And then he looked at the man and said, I can do better than that. And he created the woman. (laughs) It is not good for the man to be alone. The story of creation is not the story of me. It's a story of we. We're created to connect. Pause for a moment and think about that. It's not good for the man to be alone. God could have created us in such a way that all we would have needed is our relationship with him. But instead, God creates us for companionship with other human beings. And so Adam needs a companion. The search begins. All the animals are brought before him. And yet a suitable companion cannot be found. I mean, you could imagine the animals that the monkey just can't sit still. And then the elephant steps on his foot. And then the kangaroo gives him the hiccups. And the giraffe gives him a stiff neck. And the cats, well, you know those cats. You just can't trust a cat. All the animals come before Adam. But instead of it being an answer to his aloneness, it just intensifies his sense of being alone. Everybody else has someone else that corresponds to them, except for me. Genesis chapter two puts it this way. It says, but Adam didn't find a helper that was just right for him. It is not good to be alone. And then God said, I can do better than that. And he created a woman. That the story of creation is not the story of me. It's a story of we. We're meant for human companionship. In fact, when we engage in that companionship, it's one of the ways we reflect the image of God. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Let us, underline, let us. It's the first hint we have of God being a plurality. That there is one God who exists in three persons, the Trinity. It's a great mystery. But God has eternally existed in love. That the Father loves the Son, and the Son loves the Spirit, and the Spirit Loves the father. And then one day God says. Let's expand our circle. And create beings. Who can. Join that circle with us. That they'll be able to love. Like us. And anytime we do that. When we love God. And we love others. That circle of love. Whenever we engage in that. We reflect the image of God. Wow. We are created to connect. This is how we fulfill our purpose. And as we do, I was reading about geese when they fly in formation. How when they're together, it's really amazing that together in this V formation, they can fly 71% further than they can when they're on their own. 
They help each other with wind resistance. And so they can fly faster and farther when they are together. And I was thinking, it's true. When you and I fly in formation, there are experiences and knowledge that you have that I don't have. And there's knowledge and experience that I have that you don't have. There are gifts and expertise that you have that I don't have. And there are gifts and expertise that I have that you don't have. There are personality traits that you have that I don't have. There are personality traits that I have that you don't have. Now flying together, we can go further and go faster than we could on our own. The power of formation were created to connect. Boy, this is what it means to live out our purpose, loving God and loving each other. And yet there's so much, there's so much disconnect in our society. I mean, there's so many forces at work, intentionally and unintentionally, to create a disconnect. I mean, the pandemic, talk about creating a disconnect among us you know, social, social isolation and its impact. I was reading one article and part of the article uh, said this about the pandemic. The experience of social isolation is associated with poor life satisfaction across domains, work-related stress, lower trust of institutions such as central government and business, perceived personal risk for COVID-19, and higher levels of use of substances as a coping strategy. Stress and social isolation can impact health and immune function. I need my immunity to be strong, but social isolation works against that immunity. Why? Because we're created to connect. But even before the pandemic, there were other forces at work. Let me put on my sociology hat for a moment and talk about some of those forces. First of all, there's the velocity of our culture. The velocity of our culture. A couple years ago, I was over ministering in Italy and I saw something that I'd never seen before. We were having lunch before I was supposed to speak that evening and it was a long lunch, over two hours. We were at the table. We ate and we ate some more and then we ate some more. And I was watching this other couple that was seated at a table near us. They had been there a long time too. And they got up from their table. They walked outside and they took a smoking break. And then they came back inside and continued the meal. I'd never seen that. Nobody there was in a rush. Talk about a culture shock. Because here in the valley, when I eat, it looks a little bit like this. Well, I'm chowing down as fast as I can, coming up for air every once in a while, because there's somewhere I've got to go, something I've got to do. And I wonder, why here in the valley, we can be economically rich, but relationally poor. Because connection takes time. 
Love takes time. It can't be rushed. I saw before the pandemic, one study that, that said, we have friends over for dinner 45% less than we did 20 years ago. And so I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this week to create space to have a meal. It may not last two hours, but have a meal where you're not rushed. Create space for grace to meet you in this moment. It's amazing what God can do around a table. One of the greatest gifts we have as a church, the Holy Eucharist, that we celebrate all the time, it came from, to us around a table, from around a table that Jesus was at. What kind of gift does God want to give to you around the table you're at this week? So there is the velocity of our culture. And let's talk next about the mobility of our society. The average person will move 11 times during their lifetime. And we move. We move to different neighborhoods. We move to different school districts. We move to different communities. We move to different jobs. We, there's a lot of mobility in our culture. And mobility can be a very good thing. It can be a great new adventure that you're beginning but sometimes our paradigm for thinking about mobility is that, well, it's like moving a t-shirt from one drawer to the next. I like to suggest that it's more like taking a plant and uprooting the plant and moving that plant to another location. That that plant can still grow and thrive in that location. But it takes a lot of care and a lot of nurturing for that to happen. And if not, if it doesn't, if it's not given the attention that it needs, we get disconnected from where we were and we don't get connected with where we are. That is how we end up withering and dying. And this is why the local church is so important. Because wherever you go, the local church is there. And if I get rooted into the local church, the Bible has all kinds of things to talk about getting rerooted, let your roots go deeply into the local church. In 1 Peter chapter 3, we read, love your spiritual family. In Romans chapter 12, be devoted to each other like a loving family. In John chapter 13, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. So in this mobile society, let's make sure we're setting down our roots in a local church. Plant those roots deeply so we don't wither and die. Now there's another force at work. And let's talk next about the technology of our world. Do you recognize this right here? This is a automatic garage door opener. Now, when we got our first home, I had to get out of the car and manually walk up to the garage and open the door. Even if it was cold and raining, I mean, sunny, it was such a hassle, the hassle of that. And now 
They have an automatic garage door. I drive up to my garage. It's magical. It's mystical. I hit a button and look what happens. The door goes up. I drive in. I hit the button and the door goes back down. I love living in the day that we do the amazing technological advances. And yet, and yet, Sociologists point out that it used to be when you got out of the car to open the garage, it was a natural moment for you to connect with your neighbors. It was built into your lifestyle. But now you drive up, you open the door, you drive in, you close the door, and that natural connection, well, the door comes down on that. There are all kinds of little ways, unintended, but little ways that our technology can, well, end up disconnecting us from one another. So let's turn that on its head. And I want to challenge you this week. Use the technology to advance those connections. Pick up your phone and text somebody. In fact, better yet, give them a call. Listen to that human voice. Get on your computer and email somebody. Better yet, get on Zoom and see a human face. And then every once in a while, just take your technology and turn it off. Turn it off. I can't live. Yes, you can. Turn off that technology. Be fully present, fully engaged with the people you're with and watch what can happen. This video captures it. what a powerful video. There are all kinds of forces that we have to overcome in order to live out our purpose. Of course, the, the biggest force that's at work to separate us is the power of sin. Let's circle back to the story of creation. And there we find Eve in the garden all by herself. You could call this the fall before the fall. Because when the enemy can isolate you, he can defeat you. 
And that's why here at Cathedral of Faith, we have a saying that nobody stands alone. That when we stand together, we can win together and overcome the power of the enemy. Can somebody say amen to that? So here's Eve. She's by herself, tempted by the serpent. And she sins. And then the man sins. And it disrupts the connection they have with God. We read in Genesis chapter 3. They hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man. Where are you? Where are you? And maybe that's where you're at this week. And you're hiding from God. There's something you don't want God to see. And God is seeking after you. And saying where are you? You know in every other religion in the world you'll find men and women who are seeking after God but only in the God of the Bible do we see a God who loves us so much he's seeking after us grace takes the initiative he wants to forgive us and to restore us where are you not only does it disrupt the connection they have with God but it disrupts the connection they have with each other at once way they were living in harmony And now there's this power struggle that emerges between them. In Genesis 3, it's described this way. You will desire to control your husband, Eve, but he will rule over you. Wow. I saw this one lady and man who were going back and forth. The lady said, if you were my husband, I'd poison your coffee. And the guy said, if you were my wife, I'd drink it. Back and forth, back and forth. At one time, woman was man taken from man's side to walk beside him as a companion. From beneath his arm that she would be protected by his strength. Or from near his heart that she would be cherished by his love. But now there's disunity, disharmony, tension, battles. And maybe that's where you're at this weekend. At home, or school, or at work. In the neighborhood, boy, there is disruption in your relationships. The good news today is that sin does not have to have the last word in our lives and in our relationships. Jesus can have the last word. Because when Jesus came to this earth and he lived the perfect life we could not live, and he died the death that we deserve to die, and he came back from the dead proving That he is who he says he is and can do what he says he will do. Jesus came to reverse the curse. So that we can live out our purpose. We're created to connect. Ephesians chapter 2 puts it this way. It says Christ is the reason we are now at peace. We were separated by a wall of hate that stood between us. But Christ broke down that wall. Jesus Christ broke down that wall. When Jesus went to the cross, the cross became a bridge so that we can live out our purpose once again. And armed with the love that we find on the cross, what would that look like for you? Every time, every time you forgive someone who has wronged you, who do you need to forgive? Every time you reach out to someone who's lonely, 
Who can you reach out to? Every time you encourage someone who's down, who could you encourage? Every time you love someone who's left out, who could you love? Every time you are civil to someone who disagrees with you, why could we use a little more civility in our world? During the pandemic, it seems to me that the enemy has tried to do every single thing he can to use this last year and a half to divide us. He's tried to use race to divide us. He's tried to use politics to divide us. He's tried to use the virus to divide us. He's even tried to use the vaccine to divide us. It's divided friends, it's divided family, it's divided people of faith. And as a pastor today, I say enough is enough. Enough is enough. We know what the enemy's strategy is in the middle of all of this. And so today we stand together armed with the love of Jesus Christ that we find on the cross. And we live out our purpose. We know why we're here. We won't get distracted. Mark chapter 12 puts it this way. It says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. There's an old story about two monks who were walking along a river and in the mud, one of the monks saw a scorpion that was stuck. He picked up a stick and was trying to help the scorpion to get out of the mud. But every time he extended the stick toward the scorpion, the scorpion would strike at that stick and strike at it and strike at it again. Finally, his friend said, you know, why are you continuing to do that? The scorpion, it's his nature to sting. And the monk said, well, it may be his nature to sting, but it's my nature to save. And I'm not going to let his nature change my nature. You and I have been created to connect, created to love. And whatever else happens around us, we know why we're here. We know what life is all about. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the love of Christ that we find at the cross. Lord, I pray that even now you would give us that love. Help us to be able to love you and help us to be able to love one another to walk in love and live out our purpose. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory, we pray this. Amen. Well, here's Pastor Vaughn and our team to share a, a great song that's going to encourage your spirit. Can't be moved. They 
I hope that song was a blessing to you. And, and I want to thank you again for joining us today. I, I love our online community. And I would encourage you to stay connected. There's lots of ways digitally to stay connected as we make our way through the pandemic. I'd love to hear prayer requests that you have. Please let us know so we could stand with you in prayer. Don't forget right after this is the wrap. It's a way to take the message deeper and further. Let me speak God's blessing over you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, may you know how much you are loved by God and loved by your church family. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, Cathedral Faith. Come on in, come on in, guys. We have a great message to unpack. Just know that you are not meant to be alone. So stay locked in, stay connected. We're gonna have a great conversation. We want you to join us. Go in the chat and say hello to your friends there because we're meant to connect. And we have some very special friends here, Dan and Carol, connecting. Oh my gosh, love these guys. So let's unpack. Carol, do you wanna start it? Connection, my goodness. Yeah, there were two things I think that stood out to me. One, there was two places where he talked about it, but if I were to choose one of the two, was really at the end when he said that we have to arm ourselves with the love of the cross, mm. which what totally came out was that Jesus in that moment said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Mm. Like that love goes beyond the easy love, goes beyond the I can love my friends and my family to loving those who were stabbing him with a sword in their side that were spitting on him. He was saying in his love, that love that he had, God, just forgive them for what they do. So for me, that's powerful that um, we're not just supposed to connect to what's easy, but we're supposed to be ready to love with the love of the cross, be armed with that kind of love. Um, that was just, yeah, yeah, a few different places where that came up for me. The other thing actually that stood out to me, and probably because Dan and I are moving, <laughs> is the planting and the idea yeah. that, you know, uh, when, when change comes, it's not just that shirt moving from here to there and you just are in that same closet or in that same shelf, but that you get replanted and it, you have to be intentional to give that nurturance and to give it, um, you know, to commune with it. You might even have to talk to your little plant. But that, that it can grow, like what we can grow in, even though we've been moved from one pot to another. That, and sometimes I think what happens is, I think my mom did plants. And there were times where it was perfect pot here. But once you moved it to that next one, it could actually flourish more mm -hmm. because it was now in the right size that mm -hmm. was needed for that season. And so um, understanding, though, that you don't just throw it in that pot and go, okay, grow, mm -hmm. but that there's nurturance. We have to have those relationships. We have to be um, communicating and have that community in order to thrive in that new spot, in mm -hmm. that new place. Kind of how he said, make a place, create space, for grace to meet you. Yes. And I think that's yeah. a beautiful yeah. illustration of that is, um, especially like at a table, such a simple 
acknowledging of that, that when you come to the table, not only are you fed, but you get to stand. And I think sometimes we take for granted the people that are already in our life. Yes. That, and, but if we could just pause and stay and, and say, okay, spend time with those people, we would be able to be like, wow, God has deposited a grace in them. Sometimes these people know us better than sure. most people do. Sure. Yeah. And just realizing there is a grace and a table for each of us. So put that technology down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too focused on the food. I'm just chowing away. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Dan? Well, I'll tell you from the very beginning, um, when he went to Genesis and talked about God formed man, uh, one of the first things that sticks out to me is he said, because the chapter before that, God creates all this stuff and says, it's good, it's good, it's good. And then, then he says, after God formed man, he said, it is not good, but that man should be alone. And um, I myself am so thankful that God went there and, and crea- created all y'all, but especially because he created a specific woman for Adam. And God has created a specific woman for me. And, um, you know, I don't know. My life would not be the same with, without that. So I'm so glad that. And I'm not trying to make points. I, I'm just saying the truth. So yeah, I'm very thankful for that. No, that's you know? beautiful. Yeah. The analogy of the crab where he was, where she was poking at the crab and the crab yeah. was saying, you know, this scorpion. is what, the, the scorpion, scorpion sorry. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I do. I love that statement that said, um, I will not let your nature or his nature change my nature. Yeah. Yes. And Same to here. be in that Love aspect that. is so powerful because it sets you free from anybody else's um, actions. Because <laughs> when we stand before God, we can't be like, yeah, God, but so-and-so. Uh-huh. No, it's going <laughs> to yes. be, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And so I, I want that for my life, yeah. to be able to walk forth. And, and it's kind of like that anchor and that compass that if you put that before you, then it always shows you the right thing to do mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's it's dependent on truth that's never changing. It doesn't depend on the other person mm-hmm. or even what I feel mm-hmm. or what I think is right or fair. Yeah. It depends on what's right and that's yeah, absolute yeah. and it yeah. doesn't change, which is yeah. awesome. Amen. Yeah. I, I totally get that. It's like your compass yes. of where you're going. Uh-huh. But also, I love the part where he said, we are economically rich, but relationally poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and wow, that hit me because, yeah. of course, as like a young adult um, trying to find her way in this Silicon Valley, right. it's so easy to look at the dollar signs and be like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, to be successful, I must buy that million dollar house mm-hmm. and then put my kids in the best million schools. Million two, by the way. Oh my goodness. Don't get me started, Dan. <laughs> So it's so easy to to get lost in the dollar signs and, and like throw like, I can't meet you for lunch. Are you kidding me? I got to work. I got to make this money. So we're, we're missing the whole connection about life. And I even know when I am not connecting with people, I could feel it in my spirit because Mm -hmm. I start to get really anxious or really angry Mm -hmm. and that like, I'm, I'm, I'm too focused on the things in front of me and I'm not even looking up to my friends or reaching out to my family. And those times you're, you're spiritually feeding yourself as well, just connecting mm-hmm. with your family and friends. So that point hit it on the nail for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Wow. It kind of goes along with the isolated thing where when we're isolated is where we get in trouble Yeah, mm-hmm. and where we start looking inward and stuff and, and, um, and we have to be very intentional to not yeah. be isolated. Yeah, exactly. But you know, and in, in this day and age, isolated but with this technology mm-hmm. that is not necessarily sending us the right message. Mm-hmm. Right. So we see those things and we think that we aren't 
like we look for our purpose out of things that are not really what God has said mm -hmm. is where we need to look for it. And yeah. so then you start thinking, I, I must not be successful. I must not be doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't have those things. I said that Wednesday, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I don't want to be rich in that way mm -hmm. and lose out on what God, where the joy, where I can sit in the joy and the peace mm -hmm which is not necessarily coming from that piece of technology. But when I look yeah. in God's word and see what he says, you know, that if I reflect him, if I'm loving God, loving others, mm -hmm. I'm reflecting him in that moment. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. even easy to get lost in like, oh yeah, I'm friends with them on Facebook or mm -hmm. Instagram. And like, I yeah. know their life. Like yeah. they posted, they're doing good. I said, oh, mm -hmm. you look great. You know, like it's easy to say like, oh yeah, we have a friendship. Mm -hmm. But yeah. like to make a true phone call That's and right. say, hey, let's mm -hmm. meet up for lunch and mm -hmm. then really unpack the deeper things. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that's a whole nother level of connection. Or just to even to make that space mm -hmm. available yes. right. mm -hmm. for it to go deeper. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. If it's going to be more than a couple sentences, I'm just like, mm, I should call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because then you do, you open the door for there to be a deeper um, opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then he asked the question, where are you? And I think that's a great way for us to look at like not only in all our relationships but all our relationships but also just where are you with God so the our scripture is love the Lord your God with all your heart yes. mind and soul mm. and love your neighbor so it's like where am I at with God am I making space with God am I connecting with God or am I just taking him along with me everywhere I go and kind of checking in with him <laughs> Um, so I feel like that that's kind of a starting point to that relationship. And also to be like, God created all of us individually with a, a fingerprint, right? Mm -hmm. So I get to see a piece of God through Megan and mm -hmm. I learn things through Megan, getting mm -hmm. to work with her that, yeah. that I don't, that are not, I don't normally get that on my own or through yeah. Carol or mm -hmm. through Dan. Mm -hmm. And to be like, God, what is it that you want me to know mm -hmm. about you through this friendship, through this relationship, mm -hmm. through this coworker, sure. through this friend that you've put in my life? What is it that you have? And it's funny that you say that because I, God kind of gave me an illustration. I'm not going to share that, but I mean, of how we prioritize mm -hmm. everything and allowing yourself to, when you put Jesus first, when you mm -hmm. put him first in everything that you do, he'll help you work with her and her and her and him and, mm -hmm. and he'll help you work with your work and mm -hmm. help you work with but if you try to, you know, in a sense, balance that mm -hmm. all yourself, then it tends to be too much. And Absolutely. Our, you know. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, you guys, we are honored to have you guys here. And I, I just wanted to say, I know everybody at Cathedral of Faith, you can put in there in your chat all your love and thanks yes. for Dan and Carol and their ministry here. If you've been part of the Easter production, then you know how much they love and years. they serve with passion. 30 years. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. I've only been able to witness it for for several years, not all those years, but yeah. you guys not only love what you do, you're not, a, you're not a ministry of just on stage, but you are always been a ministry of community. Yes. And that has been evident and everybody knows that. And so we are honored to have you. Thank you for taking the time to be oh, here with thank us. You. Thank you for loving our community here at Cathedral of Faith. Absolutely. I'm sure. So I want you to please go on and share the love <laughs> with that. We want to say thank you. We also just want to say thank you for being that example of the image of Christ, of the one who loves God with all their heart, but also loves their neighbor as themselves. Yes. I can think of countless stories of funny, hilarious, tears, good moments, 
where both of you guys have come in with arms open wide, mm -hmm. with big hearts, or with a hand towel and some soap. Okay, let's work this out. Mm -hmm. And you have done that for so many of us here at Cathedral yes. of Faith. And you are a beautiful example of a ministry of community. Mm -hmm. Just like it says mm -hmm. right here, you have you have impacted my life, my husband's life. I know the people on staff Mine. here, Megan's life. Yes, and and we are we see them behind the scenes too. Amen. So we are so grateful. We love you guys. And Cathedral of Faith, this is our scripture here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And when we do that, we get to find that freedom and that purpose yep. and not only that but that power that sets us free from the things that are not important oh, that yes. keeps us focused to the end to be able to know and believe that he who began that great work in us yes. is going to be faithful to bring it to completion according to that great work that is already within us yes. so come on cathedral of faith right. connect pick up the phone do yes. whatever it is look eye to eye get on zoom if that's if that's the only way or just right. give that big elbow or hug Yes. So, Cathedral Faith, we love you. Until yes. next time, everybody, it's a wrap.